Hello, good afternoon. Say the remnant here with another episode of Through the Bible. We are recording live from the beautiful Feet Music Group studio. Today we'll read through 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 1 to chapter 7 all the way to verse 20. Acts 15 36 to 1615. Do I have read that? I read that in my previous episode. Then Psalms 142 1 to 7. I also read that in my previous episode. So I will not do those two. Um, I'll just do 2 Kings chapter 6 verses 1 to 7 to uh, verses 1 to chapter 7 verses all the way to verse 20 and Proverbs um, 17 24 to 25. As the Spirit leads, I will expound on some points and also I'll be comfortable if He doesn't. May the Spirit of the Lord prepare your hearts for this reading. May He speak to you. May He tend to you. May this word encourage you, admonish you, correct, and equip. For the glory and honor of our Lord Jesus Christ. You can also share this podcast with your friend. You can listen together. This podcast is available on every platform that you can find a podcast. Every platform, this podcast is available there. I thank the Lord for this technology. I thank Jesus for this word. I thank you for the spirit, uh, for the freedom of of, of worship. Even as we worship our Lord Jesus Christ, may we not just be hearers of the word, but also doers of the word. And may we be generous to share this gospel with the other people who need it. For we are just beggars who found bread. May we also tell other beggars where we found bread. In Jesus' name. Flipping these pages to chapter 6 of 2 Kings. Uh, the previous episode we saw Gehazi buying uh, a share of a curse for himself and his descendants forever when he went behind uh, his master's back and take the gifts that the master refused and he lied on top of that he lied that he didn't go anywhere yet the spirit of his master was with him the whole time therefore he bought himself a curse for his descendants and himself continuing chapter 6 Now the sons of the prophets said to Elisha, See, the place where we dwell under your charge is too small for us. Let us go to the Jordan and each of us gather a log and let us make a place for us and dwell there. And he answered, Go. Then one of them said, Be pleased to go with your servants. And he answered, I will go. 
So he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was falling, was felling a log, his axe beheaded. Oh, sorry, his axe head fell into the water. Let me read that again. So when he went with them, uh, so he went with them, and when they came to the Jordan, they cut down trees. But as one was felling a log, his axe head fell into the water, and he cried out, "Alas, my master! It is now, uh, it was borrowed." Then the man of God said, "Where did it fall?" When he showed him the place, he cut off a stick and threw it in there and made them made the iron float. Man, man, take it up, he said. So he reached out and uh, his hand and took it. Once. Uh, when the king of Syria was warring against Israel, he took counsel with his servants, saying, At such and such a place shall be my camp. But the man of God sent word to the king of Israel, Beware that you do not pass this place, for the Syrians are going, to down, are going down there. And the king of Israel sent to the place about which the man of God told him. Thus he used the one to warn him. So that he saved himself there more than once or twice. And the mind of the king of Syria was greatly troubled because of this thing. And he called his servant and said to them, Will you not show me who of us is for the king of Israel? Oh, he thought it was, he had a mole in his army. <laughs> he thought he had a mole. Only that God has showed the prophet. Oh man, man, this, this is awesome, man. And mind you, this is the same God who is for us today. He's the same God who is for us today. He he is the same God yesterday, today, and forever. He's the same God who is for us today. Verses twelve. I know one of his servants said, "Not my lord, O king, but Elisha the prophet." Who is in Israel tells the king of Israel the word that you speak in your bedroom. Bro, you cannot hide nothing from God, man. June 23rd, June 22nd, we read Psalms 139, where it says, Even if I make my bed in hell, you'll be there. You cannot hide yourself from God. Where shall I go from your presence? Where can I hide from your presence? Where shall I? Hide from your spirit. You cannot. Verses 13. And he said, Go and see where he is, that I may send and seize him. It <laughs> Look, man, if he tells the king what you speak in your bedroom, do you think you will know where he's at because it will keep moving? I mean, anyway, let's read. I was, it was told him, Behold, he is in Dothan. Dothan, Dothan, I don't know. So he sent their horses and chariots and a great army, and they came by night and surrounded the city. Uh, I sense a miracle right here. When the servants of the man of God rose early in the morning and went out, behold, an army with horses and chariots was, in, was all around the city. And the servants said, Alas, my master, what shall we do? It's a good question. It's a good question. 
He said, Do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. People, that is the word for today. Those who is with us, those who are with us are more are more than those who are against us. That he who is in us is greater than the one that is in the world. Who he who is with us is greater than he who is against us. Can you imagine? I'm sorry. I'm 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 a creative. I love film. I love animation. I'm just checking him out. I'm in my head. I'm like, when the servants be like, uh, "Alas, my master, what shall we do?" He's probably, you know, in bed and saying, "Ah, do not worry." You know the type of, you know what Jesus did when he was um, on the boat, and the boat was there was a storm. Sorry, and what there was a storm, and the the, the disciples be like, "Hey, master, is you not worried that we're going to sink?" And he said, "Oh, you have little faith." He was not moved at all by the storm. Elisha is not moved at all. He is not moved at any level. He's not even worried about it. He's he's not even. He probably didn't even turn around to to, to even ask who they was. Wow. He said, "Do not be afraid." Isn't this what God tells us every day? Do not be afraid. For those who are with us are more than those who are with them. Then Elisha prayed and said, Oh Lord, please open his eyes that he may see. Lucky is that servant because he saw things he never thought he would. So the Lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire all around Elisha bro bro ah how oh how much god loves us man he deployed the armies of heaven bro i'm not talking about this her angel armies bro the angel armies surrounded the mountains surrounded elisha all around listen to what this word says man so the lord opened the eyes of the young man and he saw and behold the mountain was full of horses and chariots of fire the mountain was full of horses bro This is the same God who is with us. When you think that your enemies are surrounding you, they're closing in and you think you're alone. Ay. May we remember this verse. May we remember this. That heaven's army surround us. That he who is with us is greater than the one that is in the world those who are with us are greater than the one that are against us and when the Syrians came down against him Elisha prayed to the Lord and said please strike these people with blindness don't waste my time 
Then with blindness in accordance uh, with, the, with the prayer of Elisha. So he struck them with blindness according to the prayer of Elisha. And Elisha said to them, This is not the way, and this is not the city. Follow me, and I will bring you to the man whom you seek. And he led them to Samaria. As soon as they entered Samaria, Elisha said, O Lord, open their eyes of these men, that they may see. So the Lord opened their eyes, and they saw, and behold, they were in the midst of Samaria. As soon as the king of Israel saw them, he said to Elisha, My father, shall I strike them down? Shall I strike them down? It sounds like he was excited like a kid in a candy store. Shall I strike them down? Shall I strike them down? He answered, You shall not strike them down. Would you strike down those whom you have taken captive with your sword and with your bow? Set bread and water before them, that they may eat and drink and go to their master. So he prepared for them a great feast, and when they had eaten and drank, he sent them away, and they went to their master, and the Syrians did not come again on raid into the land of Israel. There's a part of the Bible that says it is God's grace that brings false, his foes into repentance. It's God's grace. You know when you expect God to be so mad at you that he will strike you down, but instead he says, welcome my child. I thought you never asked. What shall I do for you? You know God's, God's foes? And I think partially it's our fault that most of these people do not even come to Jesus because we give them, we, 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 we condemn them without love while he who is worthy of condemning them and judging them loves them even more. If God's foes knew that Jesus loves them and he is willing to save them, he is willing to to take them up, to put up with them, he is willing to change their lives, he is willing to to forgive their sin. If only we preach that kind of gospel. Because even us, ourselves, remember, we were not born saved. We came to know Jesus along the way. Had we been told that, oh, your sin, man, is too great. I mean, bro, you're going to hell. You are straight going to hell. This one, you cannot be forgiven. But Jesus was kind enough to say, I know where you're at. I've been there. Not sin-wise. No, not in sin. Jesus never sinned. Not even a day in his life. Not even. He lived 33 years sinless. Perfectly. But Jesus is like, I know what I feel like. Let me take that burden away from you. Let me give you my yoke. It's easy. Let me take that burden and exchange it with my yoke. It's easy. That is what Jesus is doing. He's at the door knocking. So while he's knocking, we're knocking these people down. No wonder they never want to hear the gospel from us. 
May we be compassionate. I pray that the Lord will give us a compassionate heart a, 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 towards the lost. If Jesus himself, the God of the heaven and the earth, if Jesus, who has been given authority in heaven and on earth, if Jesus, by whose names mentioned every knee shall bow and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord, if Jesus himself leaves the 99 and goes up to one, we ought to be more compassionate. If you're listening to this by chance, and you're not born again, you don't have a relationship with Jesus Christ. Listen, number one, Jesus loves you. He hates the sin, never the sinner. And I'll tell you something that will shock you. Listen, God does not love you more or less than he does me. I'm a born again Christian. He does not love me more than he loves you. He loves us equally. He only hates the sin. If you're listening to this podcast, if you're listening to this podcast and you have heard a Christian dude or dudette say things and have judged you, if you have been in a church that has judged you and has cast judgment on you, on their behalf, I apologize. I apologize. I am sorry for those Christians who made you feel that they are better than you. I'm sorry on behalf of those Christians who told you that your sins is not forgivable, that you're going to hell anyway. That is not the gospel. That is not Jesus. That is not the spirit of Jesus. Jesus is kind. Jesus is compassionate. Jesus is loving. Jesus is for you. Jesus is at the door. Even as you listen to this podcast, Jesus is at the door. He's knocking at the door of your heart. Please open. And no, you do not need anyone to lay hands on you to be saved. The Bible says, if you believe in your heart and confess with your mouth that Jesus Christ is, is God that Jesus Christ is Lord you shall be saved I know many Christians who never even went to church to be laid hands on and they're born again they got born again at the shore of an ocean they had interaction with with God with the shore or the, or the ocean shores If you're listening to this and you're not a believer, Jesus loves you, man. You will never, and I repeat, you will never encounter a more pure love than the love of Jesus Christ. You will never encounter a pure love than the love of God through Jesus Christ. saved by grace. And 
Jesus is the person. And Jesus is the person. He is the reference point. Jesus is the only way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father but through Jesus Christ. If you are in any circle of friends, born-again believers that tell you there are more ways than one, leave that church, leave that circle of friends because there's only one way. Jesus Christ. And Jesus loves you. He bore our sin. He bore our iniquity at the cross. At the cross, He absorbed the Father's wrath that we do not have to. At the cross, it was you and I who were supposed to be on that cross paying for our sin. But because of God's love, He had to come down by Himself to save the creation. That is you and I. He went on that cross with one thing in mind, you and I. He was obedient, even obedient to the death on the cross because he loves you. And you do not have to do anything. You do not have to do anything. You do not have to to beat yourself up. You do not have to to cut yourself. You do not have to to do anything. All you need to do is receive. It is a gift. This here is a gift. This here is a gift. The only possible response is accepting it. That's all you can do. You can either accept or reject, but I applaud you. I implore you, please, may you accept this gift because it is the gift of life. It is the gift of life. It is the gift of life and life eternal. The fullness of the Godhead rested in Jesus. Rests in Jesus. He loves you. Repentance simply means turning back and going the other way. Here's the truth. We are all born sinners. Because of Abraham, I'm sorry, because of Adam, we are all born sinners. And we are born headed one way. And we are born headed one way and through the narrow, through the, uh, the white road leads to death. Repentance therefore means hearing this message and turning around and going back and following the narrow road. It will be, there will be challenges, of course. There will be persecution, of course. Some will even die because of the name of Jesus. But be glad because in Christ though you may die in this world you will not 
taste the second death. That's a promise of our Lord Jesus Christ. May the Lord give us compassion towards the lost. Alright, now, where were we? I forgot, where was we? has already given a feast to the soldiers of the king of Syria and has sent them back and there was no more war. There was no raid. Verses 24. Afterwards, Ben-Hadad, king of Syria, mastered his entire army and went up and besieged Samaria. And there was a great famine in Samaria as they besieged it until a donkey's head was sold for 80 shekels of silver. What? A shekel is... 11 grams of silver multiplied that by 80 and the fourth part of a cab K-A-B I don't know what that is of doves dung for 5 shekels of silver oh that was bad that was bad now as the king of Israel was passing by on the wall um, a woman cried out to him saying help me my lord my king and he said, if the Lord will not help you, how shall I help you? Paul and Peter would have taken a different approach, but hey, different times. For the threshing floor or from the winepress. And the king asked her, what is your trouble? She answered, this woman said to me, give your son that we may eat him today. And we will eat my son tomorrow it was tough bro we eat children now 29 so we boiled my son and ate him I'm sorry man I have a son and um, <laughs> that sentence hit me different Man. and on the next day I said to her give up your son that we may eat him but she's she had hidden her son when the king heard that the words of the woman he tore his clothes. Now he was passing on uh, by on the wall. And the people looked and behold, he had sackcloth beneath on his body. And he said, May God do so to me and more also if the head of Elisha, the son of Shaphat, remains on his shoulders today. Why? What did Elisha do? Elisha was sitting in his house, and the elders were sitting with him. Now the king had dispatched a man from his presence. But before the messenger arrived, Elisha said to the elders, Do you see how this murderer has sent to take off my head? Look, when the messenger comes, shut the door 
and hold the door fast against him. Is not the sound of his master's feet behind him? And while he was still speaking with them, the messenger came down to him and said, This trouble is from the Lord. Why should I wait for the Lord for the Lord any longer? But Elisha said, Hear the word of the Lord, thus says the Lord. Tomorrow about this time a seer, a seer, seer, what is that? Seer? It's a measuring. It's a, um, I don't know what to call it. 7.3 liters. Of fine flour shall be sold for a shekel. And two sayer of barley for a shekel. At the gate of Samaria. A shekel is 11 grams. Then the captain of, on whose hand the king leaned said to the man of God, if the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could this thing be? But he said, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Now there were four men whose lep- who were lepers. At the entrance to the gate. I'll read it again. Now there were four men who were lepers at the entrance of the gate. And they said to one another, Why are we sitting here until we die? If we say, Let us enter the city, the famine is in the city, and we shall die there. And if we sit here, we also die. I mean, come on, there's no way out. So let's go. I'm sorry, they didn't say that. That's me. That's my head. I'm sorry. So now, come, let us go over the camp of the Syrians. If they spare our lives, we shall live. And if they kill us, we shall but die. It's no biggie. Either way, we are going to die if we sit here. So let's go to the camp and see if they will spare our lives. So they arose and at twilight to go to the camp of the, Samarian, of the Syrians. But when they came to the edge of the camp of the Syrians, behold, there was no one there. For the Lord had made the army of the Syrians hear the sound of the chariots of the horses, the sound of the great army, so that they said to one another, <laughs> Behold, the king of Israel has hired against us the king of the Hittites um, and the king of Egypt to come against us. God caused confusion. So they fled away in the twilight and abandoned their tents, their horses, their donkeys, leaving the camp as it was, and fled for their lives. And when these lepers came to the edge of the camp, they went into the tent and ate and drank, and they carried off silver and gold and clothing and went and hid them. Then they came back and entered another tent and carried the things off the things from it and went and hid them. Smart people. Smart people. Then they said to one another, uh, We are not doing right. This day is a day of good news. If we are silent and wait until the morning light, punishment will overtake us. Now, therefore, come. Let us go and tell the king's household. So they came and called to the gatekeepers of the city and told them, We came to the camp of the Syrians, and behold, there was no one to be seen or heard there but uh, nothing but the horses tied to the donkeys and the donkeys tied and the tents as they were. This is great news. 
Then the gatekeepers called out and it was told within the king's household. And the king rose in the night and said to his servants, I will tell you what the Syrians have done to us. They know that we are hungry. Therefore, sorry, they have gone out of the camp to hide themselves in open country, in the open country, thinking when they come out of the city, we shall take them alive and get into the city. 13. And one of the servants said, Let some men take five of the remaining horses, seeing that those who are left here will fare like the whole will fare like the whole multitude of Israel who will have already perished. Let us send and see. So they took two horsemen, and the king sent them after the army of the Syrians, saying, Go and see. So they went after them and uh, as far as Jordan, and behold, all the way was littered with garments and equipment that the Syrians had thrown away in their haste. And the messengers returned and told the king. Then the people went out and plundered the camp of the Syrians. So a sayer of fine flour was sold for a shekel, and two sayers of barley for a shekel, according to the word of the Lord. Now, the king had appointed a captain on whose hand he leaned to have charge of the gate. And the people trampled him in the gate, so that he died, as the man of God had said to him when the king came down to him. For when the man of God had said the king to Sarah, I said to the king, two sayers of barley shall be sold for a shekel and a sayer of fine flour for a shekel about this time tomorrow in the gate of Samaria. The captain had answered the man of God, if the Lord himself should make windows in heaven, could, his, could such a thing be? And he has said, you shall see it with your own eyes, but you shall not eat of it. Doubt. Doubt. And so it happened to him, for the people trumped him in the gate, and he died. God loves us. Let's go all the way to Proverbs 17, 24, 25. Proverbs 17, 24, 25. Proverbs 17, 24, 25. That his earnings set his face towards wisdom, but the eyes of the fool are on the ends of the earth. The eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son is a grief to his father, and bitterness to her who bore him. The discerning sets his face towards wisdom. But the eyes of the fool are on the ends of the earth. A foolish son grieves his father, and he is bitterness to her who bore him. Today's reading has been shortened because um, yesterday 
uh, or in the previous episodes previous episode of June 23rd I did ask 1536 15 uh, 36 to 1615 already at this Psalms 142 the word of the Lord is true the word of the Lord is sharper than any double-edged sword it cuts deeper separating the flesh and the bones even to the marrow may you rest to God today. May you rest on His promises. May you rest on the fact that the God of Elisha, the God of Elijah is the same God who is for us today. May we know Him. May we cultivate a relationship with Him by the help of the Holy Spirit. And may we be equipped to take this message of truth parts of the earth. Some of us have been entrusted with one, some ten, some a hundred, others thousands. However much you have been encountered with uh, or uh, entrusted with, may we be faithful with this gospel to preach it. For the times are those that were prophesied. We have seen it. We have seen all signs persecution happening one world government is almost forming with the G7 the rivers and the waters are turning blood red pestilences famines wars and rumors of wars this is the last hour people this is the last hour our Lord Jesus Christ is coming back may he find us the church, the body, may he, he find his bride ready without blemish. May we put our houses in order for the groom is on the way. Oh Lord Jesus, I pray that I may be found worthy to spend eternity is in me that will hinder that from happening. Forgive me, Lord. Forgive us. Show me who you are. Reveal yourself to me every day. And as I know you, may I speak this word to the people around me. ready even as we wait may we occupy by spreading this gospel 